want so badly for us to keep this in. No. <laughs> if I don't fall asleep while editing. We interrupt this program for a special news bulletin. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's the only show on earth about neighborhood soccer, Indy City Football Live on 99.1 FM WQRT. Recorded live from an undisclosed underground bunker, definitely not in Lithuania, here are your hosts, Cole Street, Jason Chisholm, Shelby, that's really her name, Street, and Indie City Football Live. Live. The podcast. What is Indie City Football Live? Glad you asked. Indie City Football Live is a neighborhood soccer league with a good citizenship twist. In addition to earning points from simply wins or losses, teams also earn points by being good citizens. To us, that means using responsible public transit or carpooling if public transit is not accessible to you. Bicycling to the games. Donating blood, doing nice things for your neighbors, volunteering in your neighborhoods and your community. Indy City Football Live, the podcast. <laughs> we do all of that. And we also play soccer. We play soccer too. Where is this we, a soccer league? Is, it might be. I've heard this is a soccer league. <laughs> that t-shirt, by the way, is totally available on the website right now. If you're interested in <laughs> buying a, a t-shirt league? that says, is this a soccer league? I, I almost bought it. It doesn't say, is this a soccer league? It says... I've heard this is a soccer league. Uh, I think this is a soccer league. league. I think this is a soccer league. I was the one that says, it's getting a little NASCAR-y in here. Yeah, (laughs) that would be a good one. (laughs) We got a a lot of good shirts. We should wear, I think it's getting a little NASCAR-y in here when we go to the doubleheader at the the NASCAR. Oh, man. Zero minutes till NASCAR has entered the conversation. Zero. All right, right. so we had some games last week. I missed them, so I'm excited to, like, finally read what happened. For sure. We can relive. Am I reading them? Uh, If you want to. I don't have to. I'm just holding the paper. You do have the paper. You're the only one. It's soaked in cider. Okay. So, um, at 6.30, we had a few games. We had Real Fletcher place four over Atletico Pogues run two. Now, that is, I think, a good game that I want to talk about a little bit because it's two teams that have maybe been struggling to... Uh, kind of gained some momentum at the beginning of the season. Uh-huh. Um, two teams, um, I think, looking to improve their situation um, substantially. Uh, 4-2, a nice close game. Did anyone watch this game? Who's here? I didn't, watch, I didn't watch the game, but there was some interesting transfer rumor or transfer that happened. Um, we actually had Nutty FC transfer or loan two players Nutty FC is based out of South Korea. They loaned two players to Real Fletcher Place, um, MJ Dunn and Derek Henry. They are both alumni or former players. They were transferred back to play for Real Fletcher Place over the summer to stay in game shape before their season starts in the fall. So Cool. Um, and I believe Derek scored one of the goals, so we're really excited for them to so come back. So things are on the upturn for Fletcher Place is what I'm hearing. Yes, and <clears throat> actually both of those players – uh, before they uh, moved to South Korea, were on Real Fletcher Place, but they both have been playing in the league for a while. And um, MJ Dunn was on Mass Ave United uh, for a while, and um, uh, Derek was on Midtown back in the day. So 
there's been inter- interleague uh, transfers and now international transfers for those two players, but we're glad to have them back. Um, we had, I think, a game everyone was talking about simply because of its sheer magnitude. The City Classic, uh, Riverside City over Broad Ripple City, 16 to nothing. I was the ref. Cole Street as a ref. Well, like, what can you tell us? Notes. Yeah. Um, the score tells most of the story. Sure. Uh, I mean, it tells a it does a lot. Let's tell a story. Um, it says some words. Broad sure. Ripple City had multiple opportunities um, that were agreed upon by Riverside to just end the game and play and like mix up the teams, um, but they wanted to stick through it. So I think that that is you know pretty honorable. I don't know if that's the right word, but you know they were definitely uh, they just didn't. They, I mean they were they were like okay if this is the beating we're just going to take our beating, which there's something to say about that. So that is honor. That's like knightly. Yeah, they uh, and they also um, they suffered an injury pretty early in the game. The goalie for Broad Ripple uh, broke a finger. He took a shot basically from 25 yards out, and it's 25 yards out, moving on target. So it moved last minute to the I think it's to the right, and then it hit the uh, ball hit the f- his hit his fingertip. Ugh. Uh, dislocated it at like the middle joint on the finger. Uh, so we did try to yank it back out, but obviously his fingers coming out of a sock, sock glove, so his hand was sweaty. So when you say we, can you tell me who that includes? Me. There was a player for Riverside, and then another player for Broad Ripple. All kind of gathered around this person, trying to relocate yank, his finger. yank the finger back Cole, in place. Cole is kind of a residential expert in dislocated joints. So okay. if anyone has no. like the knowledge and I've done a lot. The, like, much strong stoppage, stomach, it's him. How much stoppage time did you add to this game? Minus three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Jason trying to defend imaginary stoppage uh-huh. time once again. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, we did some rounding. <laughs> In this game, it did not affect the outcome. Did not. No, it it I, it might have. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, it's like I just you know Broad Ripple City. I know a lot of them. What a great group of people. They Keep were hanging in there, buds. I mean, best wishes. I for think uh, Tom. In a week that a lot of teams had like very competitive and somewhat over competitive games, um, I think it just shows that you know Broad Ripple. They were, I mean, they took a beating, probably one of the worst beatings in any city football history, but they were all very, like, they were happy. They were helping each other out on the team. They're helping the other teams. Um, I think that says a lot about that team. Um, and we're only four weeks in. They've had a very, very, very tough schedule to start the season. It will get better for them. And I actually think that their, like, resilience in this game and, like, not to just quit is going to help propel them in the next few weeks here, and I think they'll they're going to get they're going to get back on track. They might get some pick up some points and wins. And and it's not over yet. The season's only three games, four, four games, games yep. in now, um, and they're still in the middle of the bottom in relegation. But I mean, one one result, they're going to be out of that. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going into last week, we had four teams with zero points. So we had one team pick up points. Mm-hmm. That just shows, like, you know, there's there's a lot of teams at the top that are pretty close, and there's a lot of teams at the bottom that are pretty close. But there's still an opportunity for everyone to, you know, move up. 
I'd like to officially say that this podcast is rooting for Broad Ripple City. Yeah, for sure. We like you guys. Keep going. Thanks for being good sports, too. Um, after that, we had Midtown going down to AC Miles Square, 5 to nothing. This was uh, going into this game, both teams had zero points. Mm-hmm. This was, uh, yeah. Big win for AC Miles Square, a team that we had been kind of talking about for the last few weeks on when are they going to pick up points yeah. because they were in the finals last year, League One. Um, so very excited for them to pick up some points. And someone that Shelby worked with at UKG, the sponsor of AC Miles Square, actually scored a goal. Thanks, UKG. For AC Miles Square. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I regret to inform you of a draw that happened between Havel CD and Martindale AFC. Um, what happened, Jason? Yeah, Jason, tell us more about that game. I mean, I don't think anyone was surprised. Like, a draw seemed like a possible situation with those two teams. For sure. Um, so, I got to the game late. Is from, it your fault? From refing. That it happened. No. Okay. Absolutely. Because I removed myself from the game when it was, like, two to one. And I was like, you know what? This is getting too much. Other people need to come in and take over. I am uncomfortable with what I'm doing. You were playing. I was. Oh, in goal? Yeah. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. That's why I did not feel comfortable where I okay. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got out of there, and then I tried to keep update with you. Uh, I know they scored first, then we scored three, and then they came back right at the end to score two more. Heartbreaking. So. That always hurts. Exactly like, actually, when you think about it, uh, the Garfield AC and Old Speedway game from last week that I didn't mm -hmm. know the order of events. The mm -hmm. flow, as Cole called it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bummer. Tough I game. Mean, Martindale's a very good team. Very physical, very big, but good good team. It'll be interesting to see how that draw um, kind of hammers out later in the standings uh, yeah. between some of the more elite teams in League One. That could have been easy. One of those games that we Hallville dropped. Yeah. Um, but to come away with a draw, I think, you know, maybe we can, maybe that's it. I can't wait to see what happens the rest uh, of the it's season. Exciting. Um, Upper Downtown FC in a very physical match against Massachusetts Avenue United. Um, two to one, the win goes to Massachusetts Avenue United, the Commonwealth of. Um, anyone have any thoughts on this game? It was a very competitive game. I think it, obviously the score being two to one was really close, um, but became, I guess, a questionable ICF game. If we want to say like both sides ended up with some conversations with the league office. So I think, well, I I think I think uh, it's a, actually great to point out um, that you know the first half of this game was getting pretty testy and physical, <laughs> testy. and people were not. <laughs> <laughs> Can you pass me my bus? People, <laughs> people were not having a great time, and um, <clears throat> and uh, and so they did the right thing. One of the managers came out to the league, checked himself out, came to the league, and said, "Hey, this is not." Some Indy City football right now. And so I actually uh, was originally refing the game, but I got pulled out of that and uh, came out and kind of had a talk with both of the teams and said, hey, all right, it's halftime. We're going to uh, – I need everybody to dial it back a little bit. We asked the referee to call, uh, um, you know, uh, warnings quicker. And, uh, you know, it uh, – Soccer is a game of uh, a game of conflict, right? Uh, it is a contact sport, uh, and it can be really easy to um, for sometimes those co those contacts to like turn into conflict, right? Uh, but I think it's I think one of the things that's important about Indy City football and what we're trying to go for is those moments 
when you know maybe a call doesn't get made or or somebody you know accidentally or even purposefully like uh you know knocks your ankle or whatever it may be i think a lot of it is how we respond to that conflict and that that um contact uh and that can either be in an escalation that becomes very much not Indy City football or or it can turn into a readjustment into hey what's happening right now is not quite the goal that we're going for how what steps do we make to to make that adjustment so and ultimately in a league where the number one rule is don't be a jerk like what we're really trying to do is re-solidify character and I think talking about that broad ripple city game um, where they ended up going down 16 to nothing and still had you know good character and good sportsmanship throughout the game it's something we see flare-ups in games all the time but it's sure. something that i think has started to get a little more out of hand in some of my observations of some games sure and something that if you're listening to this podcast or you have team members who do uh maybe just disseminate some of that information that <laughs> you know hashtag don't be a jerk no, i think i think what we've learned over eight or nine years is that um, when the majority of people on a team understand the, the goal that we're going for, those teams kind of self-regulate. And even in between teams, like uh, a mutual respect of managers and engagement with each other can can readjust when things don't go wrong. Because, you know, we're all human. It's a sports game. We're all running into each other. Like those uncomfortable engagements are going to happen. It's really what we do with them that, that, uh, that matters uh, when we're playing soccer with our neighbors. So, uh, yeah, that's what I got to Ask say Ask yourself, that. what would Mr. Rogers do? <laughs> W-W-M-R-D. Uh, and, in fact, if you get, if you saw the video the video launching the, the thing, there, that was pulled from a whole entire half an hour episode yeah. of Mr. Rogers and Soccer. So if you need a link, hit me up. Uh, he actually talks about how he doesn't like about soccer because he thought it was just about people kicking each other or something like that. It's pretty hilarious, actually. I had the pleasure of watching the whole episode. <laughs> so, anyway. Our last uh, game of League One was Sporting Hair Merton 13 over Mapleton FC 4. Mapleton was not. Does, they weren't the real deal. Oh. <laughs> wow. They were they were number one in the league going into last week. They sure were. But, so uh, what's the situation? Uh, three vacations, planned vacations. So temporary like to say on like, the podcast. So are, are they, they going to roll back not now. this week because it's friendlies, but next week? Now, yeah, they'll be back. But now is a good time to talk because um, I heard from Matt, that uh, manager of Mapleton, that we talk a lot about why we should be voting yes, but. Never going into depth with Can you it. remind us of what we're talking about with voting yes, since it is a tumultuous time in our political system and people may be confused? Gotcha. <laughs> um, so what we're pushing for, and this is what I was telling Matt, was if this could have been week one of the Indy Cup uh, season-long tournament, um, where if you didn't have your people – it didn't go towards uh, your end of season pro rel stuff. Um, basically what voting yes is, is vote yes for Indy Cup. Um, it is to replace the end of season American style playoffs with a European style in season tournament. This is also something that the NBA is considering doing. They're doing an interseason tournament or mid season tournament. Whoa. They had a lot of, uh, 
they had a lot of like really good reviews from their uh that season with the bubble mm-hmm. some weird stuff like just how to get games back in mls did one too and now uh nwsl also does a beginning of the season tournament uh, it's like a replacement for preseason but yeah i think it's just this is an opportunity for people to kind of broaden the horizons to look beyond like play a bunch of games that essentially don't matter unless you get into the playoffs mm-hmm. and then uh, just play some games and decide at the end when all the games leading up to that don't matter to dictate the end of season champion. I think too, uh, one of the things as a like a a program organizer that's very interesting is that change would switch the incentivize. Uh, right now, we're incentivizing teams that are very good at at playing tournaments, uh, whereas the Indy Cup would incentivize <laughs> it would incentivize. Um, you know, including Indy City football points through, uh, as who the actual league champion is. And I think that's a good step. Uh, it also sort of takes, hopefully, it takes a little bit of the edge off of the tournament, right? You know, at the end of the year, you know, people naturally get excited and more competitive about tournaments because there's that pressure to, to win and, you know, Cinderella your way all the way to the top. Um, and, and that could be fun, but that can also sort of create uh like some some non indie city football type games so um at least from a program standpoint there's also those uh helpful yeah. outcomes and we got to remember the the uh, goal for indie city football was volunteering your icf points and as it stands those do not count towards your championship nope. we want uh, to focus more on yeah, if you're good at soccer, you can win an Indy Cup. But if you want to win the league, it's going to take more than just soccer skills. You're going to have to give to your community, donate your time, um, and uh, be a good good neighbor. So. I think you'll probably have to be top three in soccer and then get at least seven of the nine possible ICF points. Hey, and there's nothing against winning both. No, you could do both. Indy I think, Cup and regular or the season champ. I mean, we we would <laughs> I like. <don't> know. <laughs> I mean, we would like to. We would love to be talking to you a year from now and being like, "Oh, um, old North United just playing a blood drive." Yeah, they're really making a push this year for the the tournament. They, let's just assume they got promoted. You know, they're they want to they want to win the League One regular seat. They want to win the re- League One by being the team with the most soccer and ICF points combined at the end of the season. Um, maybe or maybe not they're prioritizing the tournament or the ICF Cup, but, um, you know, it, it definitely adds to that. You know, this year we – our kind of last year uh, – last year we kind of left it all open. You know, we take – everyone plays everybody, and then at the end of the season we take the middle eight teams, they play each other, and that's how we mm-hmm. decide who's League 1, League 2. This year, you know, we kept those end results – we're still gonna have, we're gonna have an additional pro- promotion relegation here at the end of the season. That's just based off soccer. There are teams that are doing really, really well in League Two, and there's teams that are doing really, really bad in League One. Giving them an opportunity going into the next season when it's more closed down, uh, to you know, kind of another realignment based off of results this year. And then uh, after that, you know, ICF points matter a lot. They um, do, and, and I think that's what. 
with the way it should be. Right. Is, is those points need to weigh more. Not right. necessarily like more than what they do now, but they should play a bigger outcome in your end of then, season. Yeah, it should be a bigger outcome than just pl- playoff seeding for sure. Well, yeah, and I think uh, to your point, like uh, we're not actually suggesting that they're becoming more valuable. We're actually just su- suggesting how are what are we celebrating as the peak of indie city football? And so I think that makes a lot of sense. I really, I to me at least, this is my personal opinion. I love the changes that we've you know voted on and made in terms of like making indie city football point, points last year become a, a, a larger chunk, right? Um, and um, you know we're we are not. We are not every other league, uh, and so I don't think it's ever a bad thing to incentivize this, uh, you know, this Do-gittery. version of yeah, the do-goodery, right? The 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 <laughs> citizenship twist to uh, to what we're doing. So I think for me, I think I love the idea last year and what we did in terms of like splitting into different divisions, and this feels like the natural next step. And it also feels like sort of like a completed, like this is what we need to take to other cities kind of kind of thing. So that's exciting to me. And we're going to do it in year 10, which would be just like another year zero yes. with like we've we're finally getting to that point where this is like set in stone and good. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So vote yes. If Matt? you're interested in wearing some merchandise <laughs> that says vote yes for the Indy Cup, where would you find that? IndyCityFootball.com. That's where you go. I have a tank so, top. I'm sorry. I have a shirt. I'm sorry, Mapleton, you lost. I'm sorry you had people missing. I hope we explained a little bit about the Indy Cup and why you need to vote yes on the Indy Cup. Now let's get to the League 2 scores from last week. League 2, a lot more uh, closer games, I'd say. Some lower numbers, so I'm ex- expecting some tough fights, it sounds like. Uh, Intermonon 3 over Old Speedway City 2. Super close. Does anyone know anything about the flow, as we say now? Well, it sounds like Speedway's team that forfeited week one has got picked up points since then against Garfield and someone else. They've, they've got that little Biscuit. But then little Biscuit. So the fact that you... <laughs> A team that forfeited week one by the time week four rolls around is playing the top team in league two and plays them three two. That's very, very impressive. That's a tight game. Like mm-hmm. good for them. Yeah. As the ref of the game. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I was like, oh, no. let's get some insights. No, it was a it was a it was a good game. Um I I have refed both of these teams before. I like both of these teams. Um and um and yeah, they're 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 good to to ref against. They understand. They don't get too angry at me. So that's that's nice. Always a plus. So, and uh, and yeah, I mean, as as Carrie has said, Speedway looks a lot better than they do on paper. They don't have the greatest record right now, but I think that's going to turn around. I I see that turn around. They 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 are a fast team. They have a good anchor on defense. It's just getting rid of some of the little mistakes. And uh, they're gonna be, they're gonna be up there in the tournament. Yeah, and I also think it's important to call out like Intermonon right now, only team in League uh, Two that's won all four games, and they've been winning tight games. I think that's yeah. very. Uh, while this hopefully is the last year for playoffs, that's a great 
I mean, that's a team that's been there, done that, be able to win those tight games because it's not easy to like learn that trait. Um, so the fact that they, I think they beat Old North by one. They beat Speedway by one. Mm-hmm. They are. They beat MKU by one. MKU by one. This is a team that's winning close games, not a team you're going to want to play. If you're going to want to beat them, you're going to have to blow them out, sounds like. Because if it's close, they're probably going to come back and win it. I don't want to play them at all. (laughs) Just putting that out there. So, and you got to remember, they they won their first game by a forfeit over Real West. Yeah. So there's three of their points. The other three points. Wow. The other three goals have come from one Get one point three wins. one goal games and a forfeit. That's, That's why their goal differential is six right now. Dang. Shit. Everyone's everyone's coming for Intermon on. They put no, a target on their back. Good for Intermon on. They got a bell. Everyone wants the bell now. So, so. here's an interesting question I want to pose to the group. Um, of the teams they have yet to play, who ha- has the biggest chance of actually taking Intermon on down? In League Two. So they've played Real West, Speedway, Old North. Meridian Kessler. Meridian Kessler. So it seems like uh, you got Bates, Hendricks, and Irvington as the closest to. Okay. Oh. oh. Southside's also right there. Cole loves this. <laughs> Cole's like losing his mind. <laughs> <laughs> no vote of confidence there. That's okay. I'm just saying that you guys are the, you know. You're up there. I think You're Irvington. I think Bates will be a. I was gonna say Irvington and Bates. People are waving. Now I know Bates has recently added um, some woman players. Bates, uh, maybe Bates, from their non-playing team member I'm pretty roster. Sure Bates, Bates also rec- signed someone today. They have three new women since. Three new women since last week. Wait. Oh no. Since no. their injuries. We'll talk after. More on that. We'll discuss. <laughs> Anyways, that I think you know it's gonna be exciting to see who competes against against Nirvana. Like, they're the mm-hmm. team to beat again in League 1, or League 2, I mean. Um, it'll be interesting to see, too, how Meridian Kessler does because we've kind of pegged them to be one of the more standout teams in League 2. Mm-hmm. And everyone's gesturing and having side conversations about plugging in things, and my ADD has hit, and I have no idea what I was going to say next. Sorry. There's a lot of chords happening. Someone help me. <laughs> Shelby, what's our next game? Uh... Next game, 6.30, we had Bates Hendricks with four over Near East one. Um, Bates coming back from a lot of injuries in their previous game. And um, Near East, that's their closest game to date, I think. Oh, they had the Sporting White River game oh, okay. that they lost by uh, one goal. Okay, mm-hmm. take that back. I But I still think, I didn't change my thoughts. I think that was pretty, that was a you know, it's a good result for Near East. It's a good result for Near East. A team that Bates that we think is, we just mentioned, as a team that could knock off the top team in the league and Ramonon to for you being the bottom team in League 2, to be able to play them 4-1, I think that's pretty impressive. Good job, Bates. Uh, a little clo- I mean, it's just it's basically what we did against Bates, so yeah. 4-2, so. That's true. In last 6.30, we have... FC Fountain Square 4 to Garfield AC 0. Jordan would like to talk about this since I was away and was not even oh, at yeah. this game. Yeah. I got the chance to play in this game. Uh, and actually, Garfield really only had two or three backups uh, for the whole game. Wow. Uh, Don't but- forget, this was also <clears throat> week one of Garfield playing um, without 
what I believe to be our biggest endurance woman player, um, Taryn, looking at you, um, <laughs> she's on a three-week planned vacation hiatus okay. from the team. Um, so we did frantically make sure that some of our three-game subs who are women were able to play. We're not a team that has a lot of depth with our women in terms of like actually having subs if people are on planned vacations. Um, so that is what I knew going into the game is that it was going to be maybe a little short on women. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, I think, you know, it's, it was the early game, so it, traffic's always a thing. Sometimes people don't show up uh, quite on time. So I think there was maybe two subs on the side at the start of the game. Uh, there ended up being more. But um, Would you I'm, say that not having their beloved manager there played a role in this game? Not just the <laughs> beloved manager, but the entire Real Housewives of Garfield is, is oh, truly yeah. – the underappreciated strength of the Garfield AC team. <laughs> Just a true loss <laughs> and gap in skills when you guys aren't around for yeah. sure. Um, but I, I'm actually not going to talk about the Garfield uh, experience. Um, I am going to talk about Fountain Square, mm -hmm. uh, who I actually got a chance to interview uh, afterwards at uh, at the house bar. Amazing. Shout out. Thanks, house bar. House bar. I heard we love it was you. amazing. It's fantastic. <laughs> I have FOMO. Uh, I got to know two, two, uh, two new, well, sorry, three players who was their first year, as well as somebody who played uh, last year as well. <clears throat> and so they had, you know, they were kind of on the edge last year, uh, had a tough year, uh, but it was either the first or the second game of, <clears throat> uh, I haven't even looked up her last name, but there's a, a young lady on that team named Molly, who is got to be the top, top five lady players in the league period shout out to you molly Way and in go. fact used to be the captain of purdue uh so she is not oh, wow she is not a <laughs> she is she does not mess around she's an extraordinary player lovely person uh but there's no question that her presence on the field uh, on her address she looks she, no, <laughs> she, she lives in found square that's the problem She's an actual neighborhood player. Found Square South. Yeah, found yeah. <laughs> watch it, watch it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so so she was uh, playing an incredible game and really running circles around uh, a lot of a lot of us on uh, Garfield AC. Um, and I, like, like I said, she's actually a relatively new add to the team. So I would actually throw Fountain Square into the conversation in terms of potential promotion because uh, they okay. have gone. They had a rough first couple games. They look good, They though. look like a completely different yeah. team on Thursday. Um, the other thing I would say, some uh, backstory information, is that Garfield Daisy was missing more than one player oh, for um, sure. because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. So it was maybe a bit of a rough week for some of our core team. Anyways, yeah, so Garfield was down a few people due to uh, the ongoing pandemic that we're still in the midst of, which is why I'd once again like to remind everyone that this league requires um, vaccination uh, to play because of things like that to kind of lessen the symptoms. Um, unclear whether the transmission happened at the after party or not. Um, I would say I had close contact with all of the people um, and I have still been testing negative, so that's good. But anyways, just a reminder, um, if you uh, have COVID, maybe tell the people on your team and make sure uh, your team doesn't have it. Because we do not want Indy City football to turn into a super spreader event. We had a for the first couple of weeks uh, for Southside, which I say also because Southside is the next game that we're talking about. <laughs> uh, but first couple of weeks, we had a player from last year who was out because of COVID. 
uh, he had it real rough, was like quarantining away from his roommates and stuff, everything. Came back uh, for his first game, not this most recent one, but the one before, scored a goal and then did a cartwheel down the field. So my theory is that he was not actually sick, but he went to a secret soccer camp with uh, our best friend from Just for Kicks. Dang. George Patrick Owens. George I can't remember Patrick his name. Owens. <laughs> <laughs> I think board. he gave him some tips. GPO. Because the energy, he's like, oh, I don't know if I can play on the field. I might have to be in goal. I don't know if I can run. And then the man's out here doing cartwheels on the field. I would like to get into the South Side Soccer Club game, but I do think this podcast never addressed Dylan Sprouse's viral butt photo. In his ass. What? That's kind that of someone else's ass. I know, but like recently. Yeah, it, it was a Twitter. Were there some other Dylan Sprouse, Dylan Sprouse Dylan pictures? Dylan Sprouse is trending on Twitter, <laughs> and I knew it couldn't have been for that movie. <laughs> what's the next? What's your Southside score? Uh, <laughs> Southside came out over Meridian Kessler. It says Kesser on the the paper. Uh, two to one. You guys beat Meridian Kessler. Now, Kessler. There was a formal. There was a formal. Why, congratulations! Why first did of all. this game go like ten minutes later than every other game? Uh, there was an injury, and um, we had so uh, there was extra time. Six minutes well, of stop. Uh, so as a ref, was Jason refing this game? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I mean, there was like a anytime the ball would go out, a ref was stopping the clock. Like, really? Anytime the like a goal was scored, they stopped the clock. So wow. So personally, I think point, that that's like, useful against Heron Morton, but I don't think that is maybe the best uh, solution for. Most games. That cannot be we also had an Dylan's injury. ass. On it's not his ass. <laughs> you don't know. All right. Let that me go to Twitter. I can't believe Shelby hasn't seen this yet. I you don't guys, get on I Twitter unless it. someone I tells me. I retweeted it from the Indy City Football Live account. <laughs> 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 no. It's like two-week-old news. We just hadn't covered it. Dylan Sprouse, if There's you're listening, no we still love you. That's totally edited. Yeah, it's edited. Just That's put your hands in your pockets, and then you won't touch the ball. Oh, do I have to look at this? Wow. It's fat. Okay, I did not see that coming. It's fat. <laughs> it's... Let me believe so, that's his butt. So, um, what I do want to say about Meridian Kessler United. Go on. They have been probably, and this is coming from someone who runs Hallville's Instagram, they have been a fantastic Instagram presence this year. I'm going to register our Instagram account right now. I'm starting one. Okay. Thank you. So they are doing a, they release before the game their starting lineup. They have uh, meet the players. I think everyone's on their phone right now looking for Dylan Sprouse's. How can you not? Uh, <laughs> let me also say I found out this week that they, uh, it is a Meridian Kessler player who is Behind the Dogs of ICF Instagram account it's adorable. as well. I assumed it was some of our pals at Pogues Run. I wow. also did. I thought it was a Pogues Run situation too. I think that's what that one of the first dogs on the account, I'm pretty sure, was a Pogues also, Run Also, I think it's buddy. because Pogues Run as a team is just so freaking cute. That They're you're also like, killing it on Instagram, yeah. but they've like consistently been doing that. They started last year. They yeah. have a year ahead of everybody else. Yeah. But I do enjoy seeing the <laughs> year... F- Year from year photos of them yeah. celebrating. So, oh, it's fun. Can also count on them to be doing some arm wrestling at the after parties, but one, that's besides the point. One thing from our game is last week, Jason said that the only way Southside wins is they score more than uh, three goals, and I agreed, said that we would score three goals. So I was wrong, but I was not wrong about the result. 
Only a little wrong. They live and, and die by three goals. That's what Jason said. Wait, he we scored, sounded so we, severe when I we scored three goals. To yeah. get, we scored three goals combined, so I guess he can continue to say that. Three goals will be scored. But uh, great defensive effort from our team. It's a good result. Good result for I Southside. didn't. I somehow didn't know that you guys won. That's amazing. We were very excited. I think I yelled, fuck yeah, we have as many points as we did last year. <laughs> and they were like... <laughs> <laughs> you, you did pass, and we'll get into this a little bit. But you did pass um, Meridian Kessler in the standings now. Yeah, so. they were. Oh, oh. We we were going into the game with four points, and they had six, so we jumped them with seven. What? That's big. You guys are like a top team in League Two now. Uh, we're fifth. We're still we're kind of mid table. We're fifth. But we're still mid table. We're yeah. climbing, man. We're, we're positive yeah. goal differentials. Yeah, plus two. Yeah. Woo. Everything's coming up south side. I mean, Jordan, don't just eat like an eighth of a hot dog. Like, <laughs> eat the fucking rest. Are you kidding me? Okay. I also am so disgusted by the amount of mustard that's on that plate that I have to wash later. So if whatever, it's fine. What's the next score, Shelby? Anyways, Real West four to Sporting White River one. This game is under league review. And the last score. <laughs> Old North United three to Irvington FC two. So another <gasps> another really close game. I didn't know that Irvington took their first loss. Yep, Irvington Man. is all around. Oh, defeated. I didn't even miss one week. That miss didn't a process lot. as their first loss. Irvington is but. in fourth now, tied with Southside Soccer Club with seven points, but they're ahead of us on goal differential. Just by four. Just by four goals. Yeah. No, it's um, it's really close because when you look at like League One. Your goal differentials is like 38, 22, 16, but then in League Two, 6, 7, 6, 6, 2, 3, 1. I mean, League Two is. Keep it tight in League Two. League I don't know what to tell you, buddy. League Two is exciting. League Two is very exciting. <laughs> All right, do we want to get more into the, uh, the table or do we want to talk about next, this upcoming week's games? Oh, man. <laughs> I want to talk well, about this upcoming week's games, even though Cole is like, how are we still here? <laughs> I So I'm also thinking ahead since next week. Let's, things, let's just talk about what next week is. Yeah. It's well, a friendly week. I was going to say, since standings aren't going to change after this Thursday, let's not talk about it now and let's talk about it after so that way people know exactly what they're getting into Genius. for games that do count. Perfect. So we'll talk about that in a minute. I think we're talking about it now. Cole Let's talk about it now. We're going right now. Oh. And now back to Cole. <laughs> um, well, this week's games is we're either rivalry week or friendly week, kind of Friendly's whatever you want to call it. Friends week. This is the opportunity. Every game is going to be a League One team versus a League Two team. Um, and a lot of the rivalries that could not be preserved with the two-league system are back in play now. So one of which is the Commissioner Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garfield versus Mass Ave, the two teams the commissioners played for. Um, it's just an example. So this week's games will not, not count towards overall standings. Uh, if you win by 11, it's not going to change your goal differential. You're not going to get any points towards the standings. This is really just a opportunity uh, to play, to represent your league against the other league and play against your neighbors, people you have had rivalries with in the past. For sure. Bragging rights, trophies, all of it's up for grabs this week. 
We're doing like um, Riverside versus uh, Sporting White River. Mm -hmm. You have Real Fletcher Place taking on Fountain Square. Mm -hmm. Um, We already mentioned Mass Ave Garfield, the Commissioner's Cup. We have Highlighter, the Highlighter match between uh, Meridian Kessler and Broad Ripple City. Nice. It's driving me nuts how out of order you're listing all of these matchups. <laughs> I'm literally he's looking at the list. He's, he's off the dome right now. I, I like know. It. I mean, you've been right so far. Uh, <laughs> uh, go, have, go, more. We have Irvington versus Martindale. Yes. Um, Old North United versus Sporting Hero Morton. There's the 16th Street Showdown. Uh, Real West versus Hallville CD. Never came up with a West Side Derby. One, so, yeah. Darby. Uh, inter, oh, uh, Bates Hendricks versus AC Mile Square. This will be a very interesting game. I think that will actually be a really lovely game. Yeah. Uh, inter Monon versus Mapleton. Oh, Battle of the Greenway or Battle for the Greenway yeah, of the Greenway. They did. They did. Near, uh, Near East United versus Athletico Pokes Run. At the Battle of the Cottage East Home. Side Derby. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Cottage Home aspect to that. So. Um, the. Southside Soccer Club versus um, Midtown FC. Part of Southside Soccer Club's Revenge Tour. I car- I counted this the uh, I called this the liar liar pants on fire because the reason why we're playing is because we <laughs> may or may not like I say I didn't lie but they say we lied about this pro rel game and what was going to happen. So wait, who are you talking about? <laughs> Finally the get a Midtown last that. year, but it's because we said that we had some people out of town. We right? said we had people out of town injuries. Hey, we we might not have enough people to field the team, so bring a dark and we'll just might have play fun. a friendly. And then we ended up having enough people people playing. They had and people then, like go I to concerts last minute. They had like yeah, take everyone was like unplanned oh. vacations. Yeah, like, like concerts. Their team was like, guys, oh, okay, we don't. This I doesn't just, matter. I this is pro rail week. And this I love <laughs> how much we say planned vacations. <laughs> like almost every vacation is planned. But <laughs> it has a connotation on this podcast. Um, but they, uh, they. Didn't have people show up. They like Shelby said. They had like four, four or so people decided to go to a concert last minute because of how the game was. I say I feel like they and almost had like just enough people right at game time, and yeah. then more people showed up like a few minutes late. But, but it ended up being I think three two or three <laughs> one. It was two one and a half, so very close. Um, so they accused us of lying to them to try to get into League One, uh, but we didn't. And we didn't. We and now they're mad. And. Uh, I'm actually flying. I will be landing in Indianapolis at 7:01 for the 7:30 game time against Midtown, and I will have a non-playing team member pick me up. Rush him straight to Coons. That should we, be some like points there. We so. said it's 19 minute, or it should be 19 minute drive, so I should have 10 no minutes check to bag. Spare. No check bag. You need to live tweet that. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'm on board. <laughs> Let's go, Cole. Baby. I mean, you do get carpool <laughs> points for. Yeah, we'll get carpool points uh, for that. Driving with one non-playing team member. Yeah. Yeah. Get three <laughs> points for that. Uh, I think it was already said the ma- or do we say this the mass uh, Meridian Kessel United versus Broad Ripple City. Yeah, the highlighter cup. Still, still in play. Even though even Broad though Ripple is no longer highlighter no. team. I think that will be a really exciting game. Well, and we still have, uh, you know, over the years, people have made trophies, and the uh, trophy for the Highlighter Cup, still in my basement, it is a, um, it is a, c- a construction cone because oh. <laughs> they've been under construction for several years, and it's half 
bright yellow and half bright green. Ooh, and whoever wins it takes it takes it home. Yeah. Say so there are approximately four thousand extra cones in Garfield Park right now, in case you need a replacement. <laughs> Not being used, I might add. And then we have the uh, Old Speedway City versus Upper Downtown. So, so we've already talked about you know these games are not going to count towards standings. They will be for your rivalry. Uh, they'll be for you to represent your team or your league. How many League Two teams do we think are winning? And do these games go to penalty kicks if it's tied? So I think that the Fletcher place, the Real Fletcher place and Fountain Square game is going to be a really good one to watch. Um, Fountain Square, as we just discussed. I was just going to say four. Four League Two teams. I don't know what four, but four League Two teams. <laughs> I think four or five could win. I genuinely think four record. or five. But I'm not. Pick, pick a number. I'm not telling five. you what five. Just to be different than Jason. I don't want to. I want to go. I want to go hashtag full Monty. And like, I want to name the teams that I think okay. are going to win. Right. Um, I think that Fountain Square could put up a really impressive showing. Um, who is Broderville City playing? Meridian, um, Meridian Kessler. Oh, that that Meridian Kessler is going to win that game. I'm sorry, Broderville City. I love you. You're doing great. Podcast Meridian, is rooting for you. you. We are rooting for you. However, Meridian Kessler is just so physically fit. That's something I've noticed, actually, that I wanted to talk about really quickly is, like, because of how hot the last two weeks have been. Look at all those tires on that truck. Wow. Um, because of how hot it's been the last two weeks, we're really starting to see like which teams have a significant amount of players who are like very physically fit and very physically used to playing or being like active in this kind of heat, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, that's why I took myself out of the game. And yeah. I have nothing else to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> so you, that's, the only, that's the only one you've named. Two, that's I've named two. two. You've named. I don't remember any of the others. Okay. Garfield would, over Mass Ave, right? No. <laughs> I don't think one of the most physical teams who also is very, very good um, versus a team that everyone plays midfield generally. <laughs> um, I love my team. We do still have some kinks to work out. I would say during this week of friendlies is maybe an opportunity for us to experiment with some working things out. Uh, however, I don't think the outcome of this game, though wouldn't it be awesome, I'm calling it now, if we do win, I'm buying everyone on this podcast a bottle of champagne. Whoa. All right. What a motivation. And um, what about Intermone on Mapleton? I think that that game, I still think Mapleton's going to win, but All man, right. it's going to be, that's going to be a game to watch. I think one of the things that was clear from this uh, this week is um, <clears throat> Mapleton is very dependent on uh, Charlie, their striker, uh, who's there. And the games that they have been behind or lost have been in his absence. And so he is a cornerstone player of that team. Uh, and so it will matter if Charlie's around or not. <laughs> For sure. Does anyone know if Charlie has a planned vacation? Uh, I do not, but I can, <laughs> I can ask around. Do we... Move your My question Jason. is, because these <laughs> games don't necessarily matter for the overall standings, and they do matter for bragging rights, if a game goes to a tie, should it go to penalty kicks? 100% I'd be yes. cool with that. Yeah, for sure. You heard it here first. Officially, penalty kicks in the friendlies. Shelby, well, penalty I, kicks in the friendlies. 
Yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> that was a hard pass would from I Shelby's buy, face. Would I buy a tank top that says penalty kicked in the friendlies? No. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> to, to keep the, the games moving, if it's at 630, what we're going to do is we're going to turn one of the full-size goals sideways, and then you're just going to move over to the full-size goal, no. and that's where your penalty kicks are going to take much, place Jason, at. It's too much, Jason. It's too much. But you get two goalies. No. Oh, get out of here. That would be insane. It's a friendly. Wait, Garfield, Garfield already has zero goalies. They can't <laughs> have two goalies. Liam would like a word. Now, is he better? Maybe not as goalie. Yes, but he's also doing great as goalie. Looking at you, Liam. You're looking at me. Okay, fine. All right, so then do we want to talk about some major Indy 11 news? Woo! I, we, you guys, we I, buried this. Whilst, so hard in this whole podcast. I know. So while this should be what we started with. I know. While Who cares about St. this Louis, league right now? My phone was blowing up because I heard not a rumor hashtag not a rumor that uh, the Indy Eleven is building a stadium. They're doing it, and they announced it. They announced they it. A location. It's quite close to here, to my house. It's it is uh, news. I, I sent a message to my team, and I said that's. I believe it's Southside. If map, the map of Southside goes past 70, yeah, I believe that it would fit within that. Maybe so not can recruit Indy 11 players is what well, I'm hearing? I was going to say is the new apartments that are going to be there, I am going to oh. step down as manager and become the academy director yeah. for Southside Soccer <laughs> Club and recruit heavily out of this new so, park. Cole Street. I have uh, recruiting two, heavily. two pieces of news related to the map. One... Our design team has like gotten engaged, and they are completing the map as we speak. So Beautiful. this fabled map that has been I'm putting it in my basement referenced there. since last April, but never seen in public, will finally come out, which is awesome. I can confirm that if you are, if it is south of, it's not south of the highway; it's north of the highway, isn't it? Yeah. But it's outside of AC that's, or that's outside of the Mile is. Square. That's the question. I'm gonna pull it up, but if it's outside of Mile Square. It is either Southside or um, or White River, but I don't don't believe White River like comes down that far. I think it's so. I I will pull it up right now okay. and t and let you know. But that's incredible. So Indy Eleven. Let me find. The also, in case you heard that in the background, we believe there's an ice cream truck somewhere. I will alert the people if I do see it. I've got prime visibility for all roads that it could possibly be on. So Indy 11 um, purchased the, what's it called? The diamond chain site downtown. Um, it is right up against the White River, walking distance from the convention center and Victory Field from White River State Park. Um, and it's gonna be a mixed use development. It's gonna have a 20,000 seat stadium um, they're going to have an apartments, parking, and shops. It's going to basically, they're, they're saying that it's going to um, completely transition this part of town, um, make it more livable, walkable. So we're very, very excited um, for that. Um, it has been a long time coming for the 11. It's just south of like Victory Field, correct? Yep. 
I just would love some more walkability there. I see people all the time walking into Victory Field that park, like, not right across the street. And you're walking on medians. You're crossing traffic at weird places. It's very yeah. hostile. Uh, yeah, I think this is great for There's the city. There's the ice cream truck. It's hey. coming. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Does anyone want anything? No, it's a hey. hot dog truck. It's a hot dog truck. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> even better. Oh. Was that a paid advertisement by someone? Who we heard already have hot dogs, but honestly, I would buy more. Somebody heard how many hot dogs we eat during <laughs> Just want to confirm that uh, the new Indy 11 site is in Babe Denny, which is the northernmost neighborhood of Southside Soccer Club. Let's go! Let's go! You already <laughs> this is our new players. home field. Okay. I think it's great I think it's great for the city, and uh, not just uh, for the walkability there, but but just to have um, the, the stadium... All of the stadiums within walking distance is incredible. Yeah, you know, I, we get a lot of crap for this sometimes. We get, but Indy City Football is like is literally a project, a placemate making project designed uh, and and <clears throat> birthed by Big Car, designed to engage with people living in the center core of of Indianapolis. Like we, every year, we get like, oh, why don't you have an Avon team and a Carmel team and all that kind of stuff? But it's literally designed to serve and engage. Uh, people living in that city center. So to be able to uh, have a soccer soccer stadium uh, within walking distance of all the other sports uh, locations, uh, you know, we know one of the things uh, that Indianapolis does really well is uh, is hosting sports, and um, this is just another piece to that incredible puzzle. And uh, you know, is Indy City Football going to buy the naming rights so it's Indy City Football Park? I don't know. They might. Ooh, we might. We might. We'll see. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Congratulations. Your your fee next year is $150,000 a piece. <laughs> uh, interesting thing here, and I brought this up, maybe probably not on this pod, but uh, when the groundbreaking at the old stamping ground happened for the new Elanco World HQ, Governor Holcomb was there, and he actually said on the pod... It is a, we're still looking for the ice cream truck. Yeah. The governor actually said, like, there's so many great views. That has see. to be it. I think it's just a white van. <laughs> Where is this place coming from? Hey, I'm, I'm going to describe this right now because this is not like an ice cream truck with all of the pictures of the ice no, cream. It's literally it's a, a white, white van. van. <laughs> <laughs> it literally has, the side of the van just says but ice also, cream. But also a hot dog the- truck drove by. What's happening? <laughs> Uh, Are we being targeted? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is like old-fashioned targeting, targeted advertising. Um, but Governor Holcomb did say when this groundbreaking happened about three months ago, he said, this is such a great view. You can see the White River. You can see downtown. You can see the, the zoo. You can see the soccer stadium. And then he Beautiful. like quickly said it. And I was like, huh. Does he know something that we don't know? Or is, can he like see down the river and see IUPUI's Carol? But I think he knew there's no way this up. like just happened. So yeah. I think he knew it. We've already of course, talked knew. about this in the rumors portion of the podcast, which oh. I officially moved to make an official part of our podcast. I love to start rumors. rumors. Oh, for sure. Uh, also, I would love to have rumors like, uh, somebody like Ed Fujawa or uh, another local historian talk about there's apparently uh, a historic cemetery, cemetery underneath situation. Oh boy. Does Ed uh, plan league? He does not. I was just going to reach out to him anyway. Yeah. Um, friends with his wife. We've engaged with him before, uh, but uh, I would love to like get a historical background on that. I'm in. Um, and, and hear more about the history of that. The uh, haunting of Southside Diamond Chain. Neighborhood. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. What is the timeline on the stadium? Is this like a 20... Break ground 2023. Break ground 2023, okay. which I just read is when the when the diamond place is actually going to cease operations. Now, I would love... I wish uh, Josh uh, was here so we could grill him. Um, we did contact Josh and he's not been on the podcast. I know that he announced... Uh, I know that the they announced the location... I didn't catch that they announced the timeline. Where'd you see that? Uh, it was. It said they're expecting for the start of the 2025 season. They're going to okay. start breaking ground 2023 and two-year build. Okay, cool. Is this on the same timeline as announcing the... <laughs> no, this, this was part of the same announcement, so I'm feeling pretty good about it. I, I love think, it. Uh, I actually think that's pretty um, conservative. I think uh, St. Louis is building their stadium in like a year. Yeah. It's being built right now. It's yeah. getting close to finish. Hey, right. I'm not making any promises. But speaking of the rumors thing. portion, uh, there was uh, rumors of a turf-related practice field on the complex. I don't oh know. If, I don't know if that is still a thing or not, but uh, I'm just gonna throw that out guess, there. Whatever it is, we got to make sure it has lights. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll text her saw. And not a rumor too, as uh, it's a north-south oriented field. The dream. Hmm. No more sun in your eyes when you're playing. Yeah. Wow. Play side to side, so there is sun. In oh, yeah, no, ours is still messed up. <laughs> so, rumor or not, Indy City Football will be moving to this new stadium field. What would that be? 2025? Mm -hmm. If that's the inaugural year. Do we align with uh, 11 seasons? No. Be, be I, th this is truly a rumor i have not even is it yeah no i have <laughs> no I, there are no promises being made whatsoever Roma uh, <clears throat> but we could like we have enough people we could shut down the streets and just play in the streets next to the stadium if we needed to <laughs> i don't hate that <laughs> that'd be sweet and it says too will be for the men's and women's team i mean god i'd hope well so as soccer lacrosse football rugby and field hockey for ncaa and ihsa indy city rugby so uh, one, one of the things that i i learned a couple of years ago um a friend of mine you know works in this space but like indianapolis doesn't have like a mid that mid-sized cap right so tennis you know lacrosse that sort of stuff right uh so this will be able to serve a lot more you know uh, national and international level uh uh, games that currently can't get served. So right. uh, I think it's a great move for, for the city. Good and job, city. Less important Indy 11 news. They did drop uh, the game over the weekend to San Diego Loyal mm -hmm. 5 to 0. Ooh. Sure did. In more important Indy 11 news, while we were recording this podcast, Indy 11 put out a statement, and I will just read it. With the recent addition of our W League women's team and commitment to women's soccer, we will continue to support and advocate for the protection of women's rights and equality. We are unequivocally a proponent for all women's rights in our community and beyond. I think I said that word wrong. Equivocally. I'm equivocally. But, you were close. But I think you got the gist. So I know that's been a statement that a lot of BYB folks and just general people in indie soccer community have been looking for. So it happened. Do we have any uh, happening around town, Carrie? White ice cream truck. 
construction. I mean, we just saw an ice cream truck and a hot dog truck within like so something's 35 going on. seconds of each other. <laughs> so something's going on. Uh, lots of construction down here on the south side. Am I a traffic reporter now? Is that my life dream? I never realized. Tell us about the weather next. Um, oh my God. My life dream is to be a weather girl. Um, this week is going to be a little more mild than last week. We've got temperatures reaching, I believe, a high of 89 for most of the days. Uh, that's not true. I made that all up. I haven't looked. Um, happening around town. Um, well, I'm going to be gone. So as you know, that usually means I don't know what's going on. Um, I will be in Madison, Indiana um, for their annual Madison Regatta, which is hydroplane boat races. The highest class of the hydroplane boats uses an engine from a Chinook helicopter. Oh. And they put it in a fucking hydroplane boat. And so it's wild. It's just a Sounds weekend. Sounds safe. It's basically the Indy 500 of boat racing, hydroplane boat racing. It's super fun. I'm still looking maybe for two people to share our cabin with our group of six. We have tables reserved at the best bar that's literally floating on the river. It's the best Ooh. spot you can watch it from. I know streets, like, I'm specifically asking you. That's <laughs> um, it's going to be a good weekend. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of other cool stuff going on that I'm missing, but I've blocked that out because of my FOMO. Yes, Shelby. This Saturday, Indy 11, bringing it back home. They've been gone for all of June, so they're finally coming back to oh, Indianapolis. Oh, man, so we've got our first uh, home game in a while. This is doubleheader, is it? Okay. Just throw this out here. Carly and I actually can't make that, so uh, we're currently looking for uh, a couple volunteers to run the Indy City Football Tent. If you would be interested in uh, popping up a tent, getting in early, and... Uh, Earning some points for your right. ICF team. That's exactly correct. Volunteer and social, because you would have attended a game social. Volunteer, because you'd be meaning a tent. Correct. Person Absolutely. A tent. So. I enjoy volunteering. I usually end up too drunk at Indy 11 games to be responsible <laughs> for like talking to other people. Yeah, fair enough. So, On my one game experience going to the Indy 11 game, like the drinking wasn't the problem. It was that I got so snacky that I wanted to try like every food I option remember, available. Yeah. And it took me out of the bleachers for most of the game. I don't even remember what happened at the game. It's fine. I had a good time. So anyways, I'm sure there's stuff happening in town. It's 4th of July weekend. Yep. Long weekend for hopefully most folks. Enjoy. Thursday Night Thunder is coming to IRP. Can you tell us more about that, Jason? Well, it's Thursday night, so no one's really going to go to it because we'll be at soccer. But... It's uh, $25, all-you-can-eat hot dogs, hamburgers, chips, drinks. We know this league can eat a lot of hot dogs. Uh-huh. That sounds amazing. Uh, on a, that same note, someone remind me where the after party is this week. I know it's a Socratic question. Mayfair. Mayfair Taproom. Mayfair Taproom, uh, the sponsors for Midtown. Uh, Near, East. Near East. Near East. I get so many of those orange brown beigey teams. I love it. They've got like a really cute outdoor area. I love Mayfair Tap Room. Uh their beer list is fire. Mm-hmm. They're freaking gravy fries. Take my money. That's what I'll be eating on Thursday. They they are incredible. Last year we you know we spent a lot of time there because it was a ra- our first rain out. Um and it happened to be a night that their like chef had to call off or with they just didn't have food or whatever. I don't remember the story, but they will have all of their incredible food there. Uh, on Thursday, and I'm very excited Ooh. to to uh, see how that goes. We'll see you at the after party, folks. Enjoy your friendlies this week. Remember, be or, yeah, be friendly. Be friendly. Remember also that these the games we're playing this week on Thursday do not in any way at all affect your playoff situation in probably what's going to be the last year of playoffs. 
Hashtag vote yes for Indie Cup. Um, and just have fun. It's a friendly. Let's be friendly with each other. Looking at some of you teams who maybe had supercharged games last week. Be merciful on your League 2 companions. Um, good luck to the League 2 teams. Some of them playing some League 1 teams for the first time and the only time. Um, I know I'm rooting for a few of you. Broderable City, you're going to get it this week. I believe in you. That was my little speech. I don't know what's going on. Excited. We'll still have our nice little standings board so you can see where you're at. Um, updated as to last week's games. Uh, call out to managers if you notice that you've got some big old zeros on your social transit volunteer. A, is your team not doing stuff? Because they should be doing some stuff. Because this is Indy City Football based on community involvement. Uh, or are you just not reporting things? So players, if you know that you've been carpooling every week and that's still a zero, talk to your manager, talk to someone so we can get those numbers updated. Not to make anyone feel bad, but I was literally in St. Louis at a rehearsal dinner after <laughs> our games on Thursday and I still got all of my points and information in. Beautiful. That's how you So do just it. like do it. And also the other thing is I do know from emails and things uh, – the blood situation is getting a little precarious. So if you are the type of person who donates blood, especially if you're, you know, one of the O types or some of the types that are needed more frequently, uh, this is a really good time to donate blood. Um, so make sure you do that and tell your managers that you can get points for that. What a weird way to end a podcast, but here we go. Give us your blood. Happy my, we'll friendly points. week. My donor ID is. No, don't do it. <laughs> Uh, how about this? Uh, to end on a happy note, what was either the best thing that happened to you at Indy City Football last week or the thing you're looking forward to most at Indy City Football this coming week? Uh, so I did not play last week for less important reasons than Carrie was not there. But I went to our after party <laughs> super early uh, and they just had super cheap bush light. I also really got to know the uh bartenders and the servers there they were phenomenal They're so great uh this was at 1718 house bar in bates Hendricks. i mean they were just phenomenal they felt bad because they were understaffed and i was like no, no no like we're bringing you 300 people at the same time like they were feeling a little flustered and they felt bad for having to tell people to like go outside and order outside and i'm like no just tell them what to do like it doesn't matter uh but they were just super awesome shout out kirsten uh She's making all of our drinks inside, absolutely killing it. Uh, it was just super fun. It was also really exciting for me Your to just like dope. sit at the bar and like see all the teams come in and just like be one of the first people to be like, hey, how'd it go? What's going on? Uh, saw some teams like walk in, immediately take a shot. So obviously it did not <laughs> pan out too well some for them. Some teams needed that. Yeah. Uh, saw some, yeah, no details, but. That's amazing. Absolutely just love House Bar. Thanks, House Bar. We love you too. Um, I think that I'm very hopeful um, for the upcoming season for Garfield AC. I do feel like we have the talent to be formidable. We have a really good team of people who have good sportsmanship. You know, Jason, when he refereed, saw a situation that was an accidental kind of tough moment uh, that ended in a hug. And that's what I would like to hope for the rest of the season. I don't think it was... Uh um, a wanted hug by the other team, but you know, <laughs> but the intent was there. So anyways, I'm looking forward to us, like finally getting it together, maybe having a team that doesn't only play midfield, uh, you know, just like I, we have a lot of talented players and I just need to Ted lasso it and put us together. That's what I'd have to say about that. I've been, um, enjoying apologizing to a whole new groups of people. So 
I mean, I mean, refereeing. So, <laughs> no, but refereeing's been fun. Um, because you can play fast and loose with stoppage time. I can. I know. <laughs> I can control the game, but I don't. I don't. Okay. Um, but no, it, it's been it's been a new experience for me to to be refing, um, and uh, to see that game from a different area, and you definitely have a more respect for these refs who are just one person out there who can't see the entire field and just does their best. I uh, my favorite thing that happened this last week is I uh, we we went to the house bar and Carly and I were kind of on the edge of like, ah, we're just going to check and see, see what's going on. And we ended up staying a couple hours, which is great. But I got the chance to talk to, uh, four, uh, fountain square players who we had just played on the, on the field. Uh, and it was, it was just a reminder of like, none of these people had known each other, uh, before. I mean, I, I take that back. Two of them are brothers, so they had known each other before. <laughs> 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 Uh, but actually the two brothers had played in those uh, other leagues uh, before and are just having like a wildly better time meeting their neighbors and uh, doing exactly kind of, uh, you know, engaging in their neighborhood in a way that, that uh, you don't get in those other leagues. Uh, and it was just a heartwarming moment to, to like carve out some time to get to know, you know, four new players that I had never met before. Uh, well, I, also, I had met one of them before. Three new players that I met before, and a guy from last year. But uh, who are the brothers? I don't know. It was <laughs> it was just it was a little heartwarming. This one of the guys had just moved from another city, and you know signed up, got a shirt, and is, uh, you know having beers with his teammates who now live in his neighborhood uh, within a week, and it was just it made me happy inside. So, I think something to also grateful is this new uh, standings board. I see people hanging around fun. It. It's an attraction. People are there. They're engaging with it. They're looking at it. It's it's amazing. So, who are uh, maybe after this week we'll start including um, in our podcast updates on who's winning each of those categories. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's about that time. Uh, and in fact, we made an adju- adjustment this last week, uh, so they they will actually. St- put up the the leaders at yeah on each game day email so you'll be able to see uh really easily who's doing what uh my favorite thing about last week was sam on our teams son and wife came out and i've spent a lot of time with sam over the past year and a half and i've never gotten to meet his wife or his son so that was just really cool for them to come out and support him I love it. Anyone else have anything to say? Jordan, thanks for getting us to end on a positive note. I forgot where we were, but it might have been about blood donations. <laughs> don't go back there. We're, don't go back there. Don't go back. Anyway, the after party this week is at Mayfair. Mayfair. Make, may you make some new friends at Mayfair. Um, that's what the league's all about, right, is community. I have so many friends from this league only being involved in the last year and a half. Some on my team, some not on my team. Everyone is so nice. Like, it's just a really good opportunity to make some buds. Remember, too, that uh, we're doing the pregame handshakes with the other teams. Yep. Um, so be prepared for that um, and, and embrace that. And then this is a friendly week. So just let's go out there and have some fun. Let's not get crazy. And uh, 
But then at the after party, let's get crazy. Let's get crazy at the after That's party. That's right. What, one last thing as well. Uh, you know, we have learned over uh, almost a decade of, of doing this that when you're incentivizing, uh, you know, the good citizenship uh, portion of this uh, this uh, league, that uh, it tends to be the back two thirds where people like start being like, oh, I got to do stuff for the playoffs, right? Uh, and the times in the past that we've scheduled stuff in those first four weeks. Just haven't gotten a bunch of attendance. So pay attention to your emails, pay attention to your managers because there on is Engine. a long line <laughs> of cool stuff, uh, volunteer opportunities coming down uh, in the next week, two weeks. Um, and you'll, those will be your, your shots to improve your playoff position uh, without ever stepping foot on the, on the pitch, as they say. So as we say. <laughs> and then another thing for that, uh, you can usually make up social or volunteer transit you cannot there's really like the people who win the transit trophy and the people who can max out the points it's usually very few people and those are the people who start early who's um, uh currently leading the transit points you shouldn't be making up any of these you? points yeah. okay garville is currently winning be honest points. with your points don't make up any of the points what i what i meant by that geez what i meant by that is like late season blood donations that hawville did last year to get the first seed um, which is, you know, blood donating blood is very, very important. It doesn't necessarily matter when you do it, but not having to feel like you have to do it at the end of the season. There's opportunities now. Carpooling so easy. Like if you it are is. hesitant about it, uh, I just put a message usually in Sports Engine the day of the game saying, "Hey, I'm leaving at this time. If anyone wants a ride, let me know." The first week we took a carpool of five people. I'm in a big white van with ice cream on the side. Yeah. And- we may have hot dogs. It's unclear. <laughs> What was that? I don't know. It's your neighborhood, not mine. <laughs> Anyways, a great week of really good yes. friendlies coming up. Yes, yes, yes. Um, thanks for listening. This has been super fun. Thank you all for coming to my porch. I love hanging out with you. Anyone in the league can come to my porch with advance notice. And we will uh, we will travel again. Little Biscuit, we're all rooting for you. Both Little Biscuits. All Little Biscuits. <laughs> There's probably multiples. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We'll talk to you. We'll see you on Thursday for all the games, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? You can't say it to everyone. Chill the fuck out. A neighborly day in this beauty wood. A neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? To have a neighbor just like you I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood With you, so let's make the most of this beautiful